Yeah, I wanted to ask you or just like remind you actually yeah. of the way that we met. I don't know if on you the remember. On the train. On the train, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, literally, I would have never met you if my brother wasn't like, oh, just came over and was like, bro, this guy, like, Bussin. I don't know what he said first. If he was like, dude, his hair, I don't, I think you had long hair at yeah. that point. I think I had dreads at that point, honestly. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure I had dreads. Yeah, your, your brother just came up like all like, Th- that's funny. It I, was after North it, Coast, right? Or yeah, was it Spring like, Awakening or North Coast? Maybe, okay, yeah. Maybe, yeah, North Coast. I'm pretty sure I was on acid. Yeah. I think I was on I was acid. probably on something, too. We were just <laughs> all on the train, like, yeah. zooted. Dude, it, it's funny, actually, because your name in my phone still is... Wait, hold on. I'm about to pull it up. Are we recording for the record? Is this going? <laughs> we, we are, but uh, we can... Okay do an official start whenever <laughs> okay. okay just because this, this is, is this official. is funny yeah this is good this should be on record this is good uh it's i, I have you as jerry train prod dude <laughs> jerry chain production dude because <laughs> your brother was like yo my brother does production yeah get his number so that's that's what your name is jerry train prod dude that's to this day so funny <laughs> i'm i will <laughs> I want that name to stay. It will. It yeah. will stay. Yes. But I remember because we were, I wasn't even going to Columbia yet. And I, like my brother was like, oh, you're going to Columbia too. And you're producing music. Like yeah. you guys have to meet. Yes. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 And then I don't know. I don't feel like we really hung out at Columbia. No, but we, we didn't really. But we were both in like the same audio yeah. sphere. Right. right? We would see each other out and about, you yeah. know. But yeah, I feel like a lot of the dudes at Columbia, it, it was kind of like that. Like we didn't necessarily chill, but like everyone was in the same program. You know, you, you know yeah. the faces, you know the names roughly. Everyone was like either at cafecito cafecito bro that's my shit smoking cigs outside yeah, like, exactly it was bad but good times good times yeah fun times fun times yeah, yeah. okay i'm glad like, that you remember that i swear I do, like i do i was thinking about it today i swear like i don't forget shit like that and then some people i'll talk to and they'll just be like i have no memory i have a really good memory for yeah. for things long ago i have a like amazing memory to the point where some people are like you're lying that didn't happen because they don't remember but like i can't remember like things i did yesterday or like a week ago so oh yeah it's just you know that's real yeah Yeah, like high school is just like captured in this box in my head and also i would say college is also like a separate box that i just like have distinct memories of for sure because they were like you know obviously uh molding like that was yeah our a brain was period. yeah we were growing into our own yeah becoming the men we are today becoming becoming <laughs> yo by the way you smell good man oh thank you bro I'm fresh out the shower I you know I got my cologne on. I was like shit I'm po- I, I'm popping out to my first podcast ever you know, I gotta <laughs> I gotta be fresh we don't have like smellometers. meters like I don't know if that'll ever become a thing yeah like it should that, that like 4D experience like whatever it's going to. Do you think like yeah. what are they okay in before we go like full matrix yes. how else would they do it you got to like put like juices and like fragrances yeah. inside the whatever so yeah. like you got to refill that shit so probably, yeah probably they'll, they'll probably calculate like you know what kind of combination of what different chemicals is going to make what smell and then it can like release it in certain variants to like create different smells yeah it's only a matter of time you think dude yes 
It's it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna happen, bro. But what about like bad smells? You know what I mean? Like yeah, of course, of course. I don't know if I want that. I'm like sitting at home and there's like fart seeping into my room. I don't either. But if we want it to be accurate, we, we gotta we gotta stay true. You're right. Yeah. I mean, the good and the bad. I know, like in colognes, they put some wild shit for like, sure. Cat piss, I've heard, is that that's probably, like a thing. Probably, it's like an ammonia thing. I ammonia, don't know. yeah, probably, yeah. It, very, um, I don't know. It evokes the sexual, right? The Some, predator, something the something cat like piss, yeah. <laughs> the predator, aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. The predator. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, it's not even just like the the animal inside the predator. That's right. <laughs> The beast within. Oh man, that would be a dubstep track for sure. For sure, bro. Yo, we might have to like sample that. We will just cut in like a dubstep track yeah, right here. We we got to. That might be too much to do. I'm not promising any of that. No. So, one day maybe. Word, man. Well, welcome. I'm very happy that I can be hosting your your first podcast Dude, experience. Thank you, man. It feels good to be here. It's good to see you. It's great to see you too, man. It's I good to be like, here with you guys. It's a, it's an honor. Yes, agreed. Um, if you would just introduce yourself so people can get to know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And what you do. Should I like look into the camera? You, you don't have to look at it. It's there. <laughs> I'm going to look looking. into it yeah. while I do this. Hi, I'm Gabe. I am Vermilion. That's my production name. Um, I'm an audio engineer, uh, music producer, uh, wedding DJ extraordinaire. Let's go. Uh, recently real estate agent. You know, Yo, what? Like, yeah, bro. I do sick. it all. But yeah, um, I'm yeah, that's me. I'm Gabe Vermilion mostly. Um, that's my main thing. I love electronic music, music. Uh, that's my life, and you know that's what I'm here to do. He's just a happy guy, man. Dude, I t- you gotta be happy, man. It's like a like a good presence to be around. Thank you, bro. I feel the same about you. I Hell feel the yeah. same about you. I try. I try to be put on the smiles and like you, you got know, to, do the man. happy thing. The world is a dark and scary place. So <laughs> yeah. it's good to good to be a light in the world. Hell yeah. I totally agree. Also, can we just go on a quick tangent Absolutely. of how did you get into doing the real estate stuff? I've thought about getting into real estate for a while. Um, I don't know. I'm just like a very like people oriented person and I like the stimulation of like, like sales. Um, I, I really, I love sales psychology. Mm. I've done a lot of research into like, um, like that kind of like person to person psychology. Um, so sales really interests me and I just, you know, I thought it was time to try something new. So dude, I feel like you would, if you took me on a tour of a house, I'd be like, bro, I gotta buy, like I gotta buy. Let's go. (laughs) You'd be like the light coming in is just serene. Yeah, man. Yeah. You you know, I, I I think like my, my girlfriend laughs at me because like, I tell her how to say things like down to the word. Like, I'm really? like there's there's a certain way to word things. There's to a like, science. There's a there's a way to word things to like subtly influence people. And yeah. she's like she's like I hope you're not doing this to me. Like, <laughs> you never know. I mean, look, I, there's uh, one of my fave books is uh, the Four Agreements. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of that. I have. I haven't read that one, but I've read Master of Self by the same artist. Same dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just one of the things in the books is is that, or in the book, is that he talks about how, you know, your word is like magic, basically. It it is insane how you speak and like it gets people to do things. It influences stock market. Like it's just. I am a 
a firm believer in that what you speak becomes reality. I'm always telling people, I'm like, be careful what you say. Like, be careful what you say. Cause like literally like, you know, they say like, you know, words like spelling, like spell, like you're casting a spell. Oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Damn. But like, so it it can be like black magic or like, I guess we could say white magic. I don't know if that's the right, but like good, bad. Yeah. I mean, like good and bad is relative. Right. But like, I guess like dark and light, I guess you could say that. But yeah, like I, I think words are power and for better or for worse. Yeah. So you got to be careful with what you say. I agree. And it's like easy to just like compliment someone yet. It's, for some reason also difficult i don't know it's like i get confused with this sometimes because you know people also say talk is cheap that's true but it's like i don't know man we just have this crazy ability to do this and it's just, it just works i don't I know <laughs> i agree man i'm getting a little too like heady right oh now, we're getting but... heady bro <laughs> we're just getting started <laughs> okay cool yeah let's do it let's, let's run it um all right so I always ask one question to start that can okay. be like the proper start. Yeah. And that is, what was your first concert? My first concert. Uh, okay. Yeah. My first concert ever. I saw Van Halen when I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade and it was a school night. And my parents took me to see, my dad took me to see Van Halen, I think for my 11th birthday or 12th birthday at the time really? um yeah with my friend mario um and it was the first time i ever smelled weed mm. and the first time i ever smelled liquor i think someone spilled a beer on me yeah and like also experienced music like that loud bro. oh dude, oh like, dude it was so fucking loud like it, it was, so loud, it was yeah. painful it was painful but yeah it was, it was sick that lit the fire inside of me. I remember my first concert thinking it was so loud, but then now I think back, I'm like, yeah, like it kind of got less loud and I'm like, damage, <laughs> yeah. hearing damage. Yeah, like, like, it's not actually getting quieter. It's your ears are <laughs> getting less receptive. <laughs> so first time for a lot of experiences at this concert, yeah. was it your idea? Did you want to see Van Halen? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. At the time I was like super like, cause back then, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is a thing like at your school, but like, I remember like the th- cool thing was like to play guitar at the mm. time. Like it was definitely a cool thing to do. Yeah. Now it's like being a DJ. Like everyone yeah. wants to be a DJ, but like back then everyone wanted to play guitar. Like that, yeah. was, that was the cool thing. I so. feel like we were on the tail end of that though. You That's know what true. I mean? Because, That's true. Because like playing guitar was still cool, but like, I'm sure like my dad's era was like playing guitar yes. was like, that was yes. it. That was it. That was magic. Yeah, that's true. So we, yeah, I guess we, yeah, we probably were on the tail end of it, but yeah. So like, you know, I was like playing so you, guitar and you played guitar. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was like, at the time I was like guns and roses, Van Halen, nice, like, dude. you know, all the, all the old rock bands, like that was the shit. So like it was, you know, I saw Van Halen was coming and I just begged my parents and it was for my birthday. So, you know, they took us. So it was, it was crazy. I just, I'm curious, like, this is going to sound like a jab, but I'm going to be jabbing myself too. Yeah, like yeah. the long hair, the beard, we both kind of look like Jesus. Yes. You know what I we mean? We do. Yeah. We look like total hippies. White, white Jesus. Though. I should let my hair down. I, you'll, you'll see my hair in other episodes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, are you fr- like, was your dad a hippie? 
No. 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 Or do would you consider yourself a hippie? I mean, that's Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. I would say I that would. I'm like hippie-ish. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like I'm not like not like full hippie. A hippie hippie, but I share yeah. hippie ideologies. Yeah, for sure. Okay, no, if I was just sense. curious yeah. because like we you've had long hair for a long time Dude, too. A really long time. I haven't I haven't uh like fully I've cut a couple inches at a time a couple times, but I haven't fully cut my hair since high school graduation. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. I started growing my hair out at the end of college. So like okay. and I thought that I was it was a long time. Like yeah. now long hair is in. It is. But I, I was ahead of the trend, I would say. You were very much ahead of the trend. Yeah. Like way ahead of the trend. For sure. It's a lifestyle I tend to for do you. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yes. I don't know, man. I th- I had a I identity crisis the other day. I was like, I might just go short. Dude, me too. I'm thinking the same, bro. But then it's like you it lose your swag. I know. I know. It's like it's, it's there's an, all this potential energy in here. It, there is for sure for negative or positive energy but there's energy for sure damn if you actually cut your hair maybe we do it at the same time okay maybe like it's like a a pact pact. yeah maybe no promises no Uh. (laughs) but like that would be kind of cool okay back to it so first concert van halen played guitar do you still play guitar no did no. you were you like one of those guys that like learned the theory or you're like oh i'm gonna learn my scales or like oh I'm just no gonna shred. no i i kind i was just self-taught um, yeah 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 definitely self-taught um i taught myself guitar and drums uh i played saxophone for a long time um but I, basically electronic music dubstep ruined my life i guess and, uh, like you know i just don't play instruments anymore as much unfortunately Fair. What was your first, because we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but like, you know, a lot of people that get into like dubstep, Mm -hmm. UKF, or like just YouTube, like brought you to Mount Eden and you're like, what is this? Mount Eden. Yeah. So actually I was thinking about this in the shower today because I assumed you were going to ask that question. Um, Actually, the first dubstep song I heard was a crispy remix of suicide silence because i used to go on this metal forum board that had like albums and shit because i was a huge metal head at the Mm. time um and like you know obviously suicide silence at the time was like in their peak and there was this crispy remix of a suicide silence track and like you know metal and dubstep share some similarities of like you know a lot of it's 140 bpm like Mm -hmm. halftime signature you know kick on one snare on three so I heard this remix of the Suicide Silence track and I was just like, holy shit, like, what is this? This is crazy. And then that week I was telling my buddy Joe Guinan about it and I was like, oh, dude, I found this crazy song. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, that's dubstep. Like, I got something to show you. And he showed me Woo Boost by Rusko. Bro. And dude, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the first time I heard that synth line was just like, it just blew my fucking mind. Like, I was just like, I need to, I need more of this. And yeah, that was, that was, that was what started it all. And you've stuck to dubstep for like a long time. Yeah, bro. Um, and, and like, I, I love dubstep. Um, but like also what a lot of people don't know about me is that like the music that actually inspired me to start making electronic music was more like down tempo, like IDM shit back mm-hmm. in the day, like um, the Flashbulb and Aphex Twin. Yeah. And like, um, 
square pusher yeah and, for uh, sure you know like that sort of like weird glitchy beat stuff like flying lotus at the time was a big inspiration so like i love dubstep but i also love the more like chill like beat vibey stuff which i'm trying to incorporate more of lately yeah no that's cool i mean i feel like you like breaks for example are yeah. so great yeah. because you can like just throw them in there go back to like right. dubstep or like what yeah, not trying to put you in a box. It's just like whenever I hear your tracks that are dubstep, I'm like, these smack. Oh, and like mainly what I've presented myself to the public as has been dubstep. Okay. Yes, okay. it is dubstep, yeah. My One of my other questions was Vermilion. Mm-hmm. What, where did this come from? So um, Vermilion is a color. It's a red, it's a shade of red. Um so like red has always been my favorite color and I feel like it sort of captures like the energy of what I'm trying to bring to the project. Um, but th- the story behind it, um, and, and my girlfriend is always like, you got to tell, you got to tell everyone how, how you found it. So <laughs> she thought of the name actually. Really? Yeah. My girlfriend, shout out Nina. She, she thought of the name. Shout out. Shout out. Um, it's uh, it's part of the movie Coraline. I don't know if uh, oh if yeah, Coraline. I, I don't remember it that well, but it's real trippy. Okay. Yeah, it's super trippy. But there's a scene where the other mother is asking her what color buttons she wants in her eyes, and she's like oh. uh, chartreuse. Oh, I vermilion. love chartreuse. So like, I'm a chartreuse guy. Chartreuse is fire. Chartreuse yeah. is fire. Okay, so yeah, but the other mother is saying vermilion is what you know, prompted my girlfriend to say, you know, that's dope. That's a cool name. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking it would have like Pokemon reference because like Vermilion Town. Yes, that's true. No Pokemon reference. No Pokemon Surprisingly. Okay. Interesting. Is Coraline one of those movies that just like has a a big impact on you or it's just like Um, it was just one of those like moments or? I I do love the movie. Like it it definitely is one of my favorite animated movies. Um, yeah, it's fire. I love it. Okay, we're yeah. Yep. It's Tim Burton, if I'm not mistaken. Or it's like it's that trippy. I don't know if it is. Maybe Tim it's Burton. not. Maybe it's, it's not. not. You surprisingly. Surprisingly. I, I yeah. think I was surprised at that when I learned that it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to fact check that at we some will. point. <laughs> we will. Yes. Word. Okay, cool. I just I wanted to know the origin because it also has is that how you spell it? I don't even no, know. No. Yeah. So I spelled it with a Y instead yeah. of an I at the end of it and two L's instead of one. Um and that is like I guess for anyone listening, this is a good tip. Like when you're thinking of an artist name, you gotta make sure A, it's searchable. Oh you my can god. Google dude. it. Let me just say really quick, Podducer. Yeah not a good name because every time it's just like producer. Yeah. Did yeah. you mean producer? Vermilion no. too though. It, it says that for Vermilion too, okay, but it still okay. shows up. Okay. Like if you build enough, I got to get that SEO going. Yeah, yeah. If you build enough hype around it, it'll still show up. Yeah. So one searchability gotcha. two, make sure you can trademark it. Mm-hmm. Right. Ver- yeah. I couldn't trademark Vermilion spelled normally because it's, it's a color. Oh really? Yes. No, okay. it's too common. And yeah, I think those are the two main things to remember. That's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, that makes me feel better actually. Now, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and also like, just think of something that uh, you you like. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, make sure you like it, but also make sure that you're not going to run into any legal problems down the road. 
True. Have you had other names? I don't remember. Yes. I feel like Caveman. Caveman, yeah. Yo. Damn, oh gee. about that. Thank you, bro. Holy yeah. shit. I felt like that always fit you. Yes. But, okay, funny story. So, people always thought that the name was Caveman because I looked like a caveman because I had dreads <laughs> at the time. That's kind of what I thought. But, yeah. like, because we, again, yes. me and you both hippies <laughs> right right uh no but actually it wasn't because i looked like a caveman it was because holes is my favorite movie oh and, and shia labeouf's character yeah. is caveman in holes so i always liked the guy what was his name like the the guy would like steal cars oh uh it's like zigzag or x-ray yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. probably zigzag zigzag yeah and his hair was like all like fucking that was dude, oh, holes yeah yeah. I read the book. I didn't read many books when I was a child. It's because a great story. They would assign the books, and I'd be like, <laughs> I know, yeah. You know what I mean? It Something like, about like a teacher telling you to read it was like, I automatically fucking hate this. Also, those people that like they over summer they'd come back and be like, yeah, I read like forty books. I'm like, yeah, I went to like camp. Okay, <laughs> what the fuck? I like played outside. <laughs> Yeah, like I was playing sports. Yeah. Like, what the hell? You yeah. fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. You 40 bucks. I mean, they're probably like making way more money than me. For sure. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Definitely. Definitely. They're like the doctors of today. And then also in my brain, just as an adult, it's like could have lied so right. easily. Just totally. could have been like, yeah, I read like 50 books. They're just flexing on us. Yeah. And then, but I guess at the same time, the internet wasn't as robust. That's true. Now it's like you just, That's I true. know that book. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Read in three minutes. For sure. Also audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I sometimes have a hard time taking in the information though, because I'm very visual. Yeah. I'm a very visual learner. So no, when you read it's like it's like better for your brain. Physically read it and not read it on a screen either. True. Yeah. I take in information better if it's like a book, like an without the light book. right hitting yes. your eye and like yes. yeah. I'm sure there's some psychological yeah. Meaning it's like the that. same thing when you like write something. Like even if you write something on like a tablet, it doesn't feel like it gets ingrained the no. same way. It doesn't have the texture. I agree. I don't know. We're just like hypothesizing. We are. But yeah, we're acting like we know, but <laughs> But I feel it. I feel it that <laughs> I feel way. it, yes. Anyway, I don't even know how we got into this. Book. I don't know. Yeah, that was a tangent. But hey, that's what we're here for. That's what um, we're here for. Tim Burton did not do Coraline. Yeah, see, Thank you. yes, Thank I, you, I knew it. Yeah. Appreciate I was really that. surprised by that. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got some bro. competition, man. Oh yeah. Some tweaky shit. Oh, it's some tweaky shit. Should we uh should we run a track? Let's run a track. Yeah, let's get it. I don't know what's what <laughs> we're running, but we're running something. I don't know. Do, well, I feel like let's run a single, one yeah. of the out of the singles folder. Yeah, yeah. Like uh and then Yeah, let's run a single. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's really whichever one you'd like. We yeah. probably won't get to all of them. Yeah. No, I just pick, pick, pick a single, any single. Surprise me. Oh. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Are these all uh, whips? Uh, no, this one's basically finished. Nice. I think all of these are finished. Oh, okay. But unreleased? Unreleased, yeah. Nice.
I mean, Ooh. this is bonkers, dude. You get, you gotta play the second drop on this one. Yeah, we will. Sick. The second job I'm proud of. I've the first running. one you're just like, eh. <laughs> it's okay. I've been writing more like double timing shit lately, like garagey stuff. Nice panning on the vocals there. Thank you. gets me so hyped dude <laughs> dude it's nice like taking a step back from like i haven't heard that one in a bit and like listening to it i'm like okay yeah it feels done oh yeah it if feels I, done if i heard that at a show i'd be going bananas dude thank you bro thank you so much like that was wild i guess now we could talk a little bit more technical absolutely yeah do you have like a main like a daily driver synth that like does the heavy lifting? Do you go between stuff? Is it samples? Like um, what what synth I use most? Yeah, yeah. So lately, I've been pretty vital heavy. Mm -hmm. um, That's I, what Agent O was saying. Too. Yeah, He's trying that out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so vital is super sick. It's a free synthesizer. Um, I just really love the sound engine on it. Like right out of the synth, you can get incredible sounds with like very minimal post-processing. Mm -hmm. um, and just visually, it, it's kind of similar to Serum in the way that like you can visually see the way that like the wavetables are moving, like how the it filter yeah. is moving. Um, and sure. I, I think it's just super intuitive. Um, like if you know how to use Serum, you can pretty easily transfer over. Um, but yeah, Serum and Vital are my two main synthesizers. Word. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got to check Vital if it's free. It is. I mean, it's fucking sick, dude. What? Yeah. Dude, I, I 
got it since uh, David was talking about it. Yeah. Oh, really? It's, so the the text uh, wavetable thing. Have you used that at I all? I have not. What Dude, is that? So what? it's uh, you can enter in your own text, and it'll create a wavetable from that, and you can modify like the ADSR of it, and like oh, it'll what? it'll go across. Dude, it's Wait, how does it how does the text? So it comes up in like a British like text to speech voice, but it's like a little bit like, you know, modulated, right? And you can yeah. It's what? it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really I need to go home sweet. and mess yeah. with that. What? That's not So can you sick. like chat GPT some text like into there and like get a sound? Yeah, but I mean keep in mind it's like it's just a wavetable so like you don't want to like make it too long or like anything Uh, like but for like one word if you wanted to say like bass right it'll so you can make it say it by like scrolling through the wavetable oh and then technically like in reverse right so is it kind of like it has um a speaking spell built into it like type of deal or is am i not am i still not hitting it (laughs) just gotta try it man maybe (laughs) don't ask while we're doing the podcast i'll get the free trial of it all right just don't crash the system (laughs) um okay cool vital definitely gonna check that out vital so one random thing that i just wanted to ask you about because i wasn't sure yeah is spicy boys yeah because it's on your profile and i was like what is spicy boys We, we scoured the soundcloud it's got some heaters on it yeah is that something that you're involved with or yes so spicy boys is a collective slash record label i've released three times with them okay Um, and actually i'm I'm glad you brought that up because i definitely want to shout out spicy boys they are a large reason why my career took off in the way that it did Mm. um my very first release under vermilion um was picked up by spicy boys uh and just like at the time that um, I started spicy boys was really popping off and they were like starting to pick up steam in the scene I think when I released with them they had like 3.5 thousand followers and It was super super helpful to my career to like sort of grow alongside spicy boys mm-hmm. um, and um, You know Kevin and hunter um, Hunter is no longer involved with it, but hunter definitely was a very instrumental part of you know my career um, helping put me on the map and just like the spicy boys name carries a lot of weight. Like people love spicy boys and, um, to be able to be associated with that and like have that support and the backing was super, super instrumental in my career. Yeah. I was looking through some of the roster and it's got some good names on there. Got some heaters, bro. Yeah. Got some, got some tracks. Yes. So how did you, you know, like get a release on it? Was it just like a cold, like yo, I fuck with what you guys are doing. Would you guys be down to release one of my tracks? No. So um, my friend Colin uh, Kyrell from Kyrell and Banco, mm. um, he's a good homie of mine. I've known them for a long time, and they've been super, super supportive of my, of my project also. Um, so I sent the track to Colin. He was like, yo, like Spicy Boys would fuck with this. Do you want me to send it to them? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So he sent it over, and mm. then Hunter from Spicy Boys at the time hit me up um, and asked if I would want it want to release it okay and uh the rest is history yeah i mean you have some like some bigger releases and i'm always curious how people get these because like i you know i'm not the best at doing this and like shopping my tracks around but you know like you have a fucks with it release i saw yeah there was 
I'm not sure what the other ones were, but Unce. Yeah, I have an Unce release. Unce is big. Yeah, and f- is it mostly that you you know you're like building a relationship with some of these companies, or is it like just you got to email them, or Dude, there's like submission things? Honestly, Spicy Boys, like Spicy Boys. Yeah, okay. I got the Unce connection through Spicy Boys um, for sure. Just like just emailing, um, uh, his name is Anand at the at the Unce. Um, just emailing him and being like, yo, I got your email from Hunter from spicy boys. It always is better. Yeah. And so that was like spicy boys. What, what, like, I'm not joking when I say it was the reason at the time that I was able to do what I did. Um, just from having that association, um, and being a part of that crew was so, so helpful. Um, but, um, yeah, basically like, um, my whole network came from the spicy boys and um at the time um i i actually don't know if the the chat is still as active because my facebook got deleted which is another story but wait we might have to dig into that (laughs) but uh, yeah keep going uh, yeah super quick yeah well well, so somebody hacked my facebook profile and posted a bunch of isis shit and got my account permanently deleted what yes that's Wait, like, yeah okay. like like pictures of like isis prisoners and like oh the isis flag and shit <laughs> you're like random family members who follow you're like gabe yeah they're like what's going on no good? dude i literally had like eight people hit me up and be like yo what's going on i was like <laughs> what do you mean what's going on they're like check your facebook it was up for maybe 30 minutes and then they fucking deleted it Damn, they so permanently you, you, deleted. You couldn't even like intercept it and be like, "Hey, like, I did not do." I this. tried. I tried saying it wasn't me, and I never heard back from them, and they permanently deleted me. So, Damn. yeah. So, I mean, you know, I know like having like a social media account deleted is a real pain in the ass. Was yes. that one that you were active on? Yes. And like that was Damn. I had my most reach on Facebook. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that fucked me up. That's. But, that's rough, man. I yes. think about this with like, uh, like I know like TikTok might be coming to an end, and you know for better or worse, whatever it's the yeah. platform is what it is. But I know that a lot of people have built up profiles and followers on these. Totally, and it's just like there's no off ramp. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to just kind of choose the profile that is probably going to stick around for the sure. longest. Which I think is like, I mean, Facebook seems. It's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, it has. And Instagram is a really good platform. Twitter's a good one too. But yeah, man, Facebook was definitely, I had the best reach on that. So that sucks. But um, anyway, so the Facebook group chat was Spicy Boys. So at mm. the time it was like, um, it was probably like 60, 50 or 60 people at the time, maybe less. But like all the artists were in a big group chat together. We would all share unreleased music, share tips, yeah. share networking, like it was such a strong community of producers that like, you know, if someone was like, yo, like, does anyone have a connection at this label? Does anyone have a connection at this venue? Um, most someone in there had it. So yeah. it was a very tight knit community. Wow. Um, that was very giving, um, you know, very, very gracious, like willing to lend a hand. Um, so that was super, super big. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think like, like for as far as like, cold relationships go um having some type like forming some relationship beforehand showing love on the internet supporting reposting um 
getting involved with them on a community level, not just on like an asking for a handout level is super, super important. Um, And also something that like, that I tell a lot of people, like as far as like the numbers go, like a lot of my releases have a, a decent amount of numbers, which I'm very grateful for, but a big part of the game that a lot of people don't factor in is making sure money is put aside to put into PR campaigns. Yeah. It's super, super instrumental. And it's not, you know, like, it's not like paying for plays. It's not like bots. Any release, like, even Justin Bieber, when Justin Bieber drops a track, he doesn't just drop a track and say, okay, here's my song. No. He's putting millions of dollars into a PR campaign that gets it to different blogs, that gets it to different TV shows, to websites, um, interviews, posts, playlists on Spotify. So definitely setting aside a budget for PR campaigns and finding a good uh, PR agent to work with Mm-hmm. Just to form those connections for you and to get the song to where it deserves to be is huge. Cause like, you know, these songs are yeah. our babies. We spend, you know, sometimes, you know, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds of hours on it. Like definitely that last part of, you know, putting some energy and some money into making sure that it reaches the proper um, places is an instrumental part that a lot of people brush over. Oh yeah, man. I think a lot of people, you know, after they've made the track, they've mixed it, they've mastered it, they've done everything. They're like, I'm just ready to be done with yeah, this. But that's like the part be. where you got to really capitalize yes. off what you got going on. Yes. So when did you realize all these things were like very valuable? Because I'm sure you've done a number of releases where yeah. you're like, no love. Like, I thought this was good. I, <laughs> like, I knew with Vermilion, I knew it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I came in with the game plan yeah. because during my caveman project, that was kind of like the experimentation days of like kind of flailing around in dark, not really knowing what I was doing. I took a step back for a couple of years. And when I came back with Vermilion, mm-hmm. I had done my research. I had gotten my resources. I knew yeah. the exact approach I was going to take to make the moves that I needed to get to make sure that the track got to the places it needed to be. So maybe we could break it down specifically a little bit, just because I think that this is really valuable information for myself, for anyone, you know? Totally. Uh, How does one, is it like Facebook meta, like stuff like that? Or you said that you had an agent? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you say that, they're all useful or is it like no definitely definitely there's like knowing like finding someone personally like a personal reference um is what you need because there's so many bullshit pr campaigns out there or bullshit pr companies that like you know you just go on their website and like buy a package from them most of those are scams most of those are not very helpful even instagram like i know one of my friends is like a meta guru like he does a lot of like not not back end but like he knows how to work it better mm-hmm. than people and he's like dude you never want to buy it just straight off like yeah. instagram or something no. like that's not going to get you the same reach yeah so i mean yeah yeah so um i got um a recommendation from hunter from spicy boys <laughs> yeah. another spicy shout boys out connection. hunter man shout out hunter for real for real like i'm very very grateful for everything he's done um but um, the owner of Fucks With It, the blog, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has helped me with my PR campaigns. He was super, super helpful. Um, there's a lot of different people, um, depending on like what level you want to do, obviously your budget, yeah. um, 
Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of resources out there, um, to find people that are going to be helpful for your project. And there's a lot of bigger companies too, that like, if you have the budget for it, it definitely will go above and beyond for sure. Okay. Good to know. Yes. I would, I was also going to ask you because you were talking about your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I feel like the new age of that is discord. Yeah. Right. I, I just started my discord yesterday. I saw that. Actually. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 You were like follow <laughs> or like you were yeah. like get in here. Yeah, yeah. I posted um I posted one of my my next release. I posted a private download of it in the Discord. Nice. So, yeah, if anyone wants to get a free free release, well, I don't know by the time this comes out maybe it'll I'll be, it'll be released there. already, but it'll yeah. probably be released, but definitely Keep like the Discord. there will be upcoming stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, and like um I'm really excited for Discord because like you know kind of we touch on it but like just the the social media algorithm is like so anti-creative like it, it makes it so hard for us to get our art and our music and our content to the people that need to be seeing it even like you know facebook doesn't yeah. even show to like 80 percent of fan bases like people that like your page yeah people that are already following yeah so i think discord is a really exciting opportunity to form a community that you have immediate access to mm -hmm. and also who have immediate access to you as a fan True. i think that's invaluable to be able to have um you know a space where fans and artists can mingle and mm -hmm. you know um i'm i'm planning on doing like exclusive merch um exclusive music for people that are in the discord like early listens like um i really want to have it be a place that provides value um for a fan to be in um because that's i mean i think that's what's important as an artist in the many sea of artists right now is find a way to provide value and find a community um community sure. is super super important to me and not only do you know i want to make a place where people can support me i also want to have a place where i can support you know my listeners my fans provide feedback um you know provide tips give out you know i don't know sample packs or something like i yeah. just want to have it be something really special where it's um a good community are you in any discords right now that you're a big fan of or um yeah so super futures discord is mm. amazing my my buddy nick also i met him through spicy boys um i think his discord really um inspired me to like see what a good community looks like in discord mm. um like a healthy one a healthy community yeah he i love the way his is set up like there's it's not only music based there's pages for like mental health check-in like mm. mental health support like um I, I just think that really inspired me to like think of a way that um, you can build a community that goes beyond just the music, right? Like something sure. that can, you know, be a, a group of people that can, you know, offer support to each other if they need it or come together for meetups. I see a lot of people like planning meetups at shows or festivals he's at. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, just be, being in his discord was uh, super eye opening to like what a really like um, fruitful, healthy community looks like. For sure. Yeah, I've definitely thought about doing stuff with like the podcast discord, but I'm also thinking kind of about what we were talking about before, which is like, where do I want people to end up? Yeah. Where do I want them to actually follow me? Yeah, that's that's an important thing to think about. But I think discord is here to stay. I mean, like, 
it is the best way to interact and literally you can talk to these artists like right. it's it's huge right the feedback thing is huge yeah having that community is just like it's invaluable it's super super helpful i was do you do you know what future collective is have you ever heard of that it sounds familiar that was one that like was big and i would pop in there they would do like feedback sessions i'd be like was super that a chicago I don't, th I don't think it was a chicago thing but okay. i know some of the chicago dudes were in it okay I don't know, um, but like that was my first taste of a Discord where I was like, "Wow, this is actually like a legit community." And really? like, I mean, I think they actually offered like services and stuff too. But um, yeah, man, I would just encourage anyone to go check out like some Discord and get involved because for sure, <laughs> super easy to just sit in your room and make music and like be like, "I don't know, man." Yeah, and I'm so guilty of that. Like. I'm really trying to like, you know, be more involved in the community rather than just like someone posting music. Yeah. And like, you know, that goes back to the whole like content thing, like ugh, the dreaded word, <laughs> the word, the word, like, ugh, it just feels so cold, but I yeah. want to, I want to find something that I resonate with like artistically and creatively that I can provide as content, whether it be a community yeah. or you know some feedback like i said or tutorials or something just to go beyond the music i feel like uh right now the social media space and like this is nothing new to talk about but it's mm -hmm. just it's not healthy no. you know what i mean it's like no it's like our first iteration or maybe it's like the third whatever but yeah. it's not what it could be and it's not necessarily geared for human beings no but i was just telling mace like i just went on vacation and what if I could just push a button that said like vacation button and then the algorithm's like, okay, we get it. You're going to be on vacation for five days. We're not going to penalize you for that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. But like, I also think about what's the incentive of installing something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, this is all just not, you can't like get off. You know what I mean? No. Cause if you start losing your traction, then it's like, you know i don't know it's, it's just that that's i like that idea that would be cool though right that's an interesting concept um because definitely there is this like pressure that you feel like oh i gotta post i gotta post yeah like, and it's so not healthy and it's not conducive to a healthy mindset and to just being grounded in reality and um right i, I was listening to this podcast with uh aubrey marcus and matthias de stefano oh yeah who, interesting. I, I definitely recommend listening to their podcast super interesting but matthias de stefano was giving the example of us with social media is like a three-year-old with a power drill a power drill is a super useful tool Mm -hmm. But the three-year-old just doesn't understand what it is yet, and it doesn't know how to use it. It doesn't yeah. know how to utilize it to its best ability. So that's the example that he gave of us humans with social media. It's like, wow, it's a power tool. It's amazing. But it's like not the best power tool right. that it's going to be either. Right. So it's there's like there's, that there's like growing, I think, on both ends. Yes. You know, Agreed. like we got to figure out how to use it better. And then also social media has got to be less to like... Yeah, like we were talking about being predatory earlier. Like it's so predatory. It is like you're not on here. Get back on here, yeah. <laughs> dude. I mean, literally, like I I don't know if you saw the article about how like social media companies literally hire on like people that work at casinos to figure out how to yeah. maximize the way that the brain releases dopamine when yeah. you're on their platform. I've so heard of stuff like that. Like addicted to it, dude. Yeah, like I'll get 
I swear, man, whenever I run out of notifications, they start thinking of things to notify me yeah. about. I'm like, I mean, this is not the normal notifications. Like, no one's messaging me. Dude. You're just telling me that, like, this person logged on. Like, yeah. I don't care. For real. For real, man. One other thing, I kind of scoured your Twitter, yeah. speaking of social media. <laughs> yeah. um, and I saw that you're interested in getting into the... Um, what is it called? Like not like the license, sync license, the sync. Yeah, the sync yes. game. Sync. Dude, yes. So, just curious. Like, do you have music that is not this music that you want to sync? Is it yes. this music that you also want to sync? No. Like, so it is not my Vermilion music. I have yeah. been so. What is sync? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. It's a good I, question. I don't know what this is. So sync licensing is um, music that is used for picture or video so for like advertising movies tv shows um anything that you know f little advertisements on youtube for example um it's a really great way that artists can make money um in the music scene um and i just i want to pursue that because like lately i've just been so fucking drained with my day job like yeah. i find it hard to get uh, have the energy to come home and create and I feel like I'm just bursting at the seams with like creativity and if I can make music as my job um, that that would be amazing and um, you know that's a good question like it's not going to be my vermilion music but I've been making some like some beats some hip-hop stuff some yeah. like funk stuff some yeah. more chill stuff um, so I'm just getting into that world right now. I don't know a lot about it, but I'm definitely like, that's going to be my next main focus for sure. I might have a couple leads for you. That would be incredible. I mean, I don't know. I'm not promising anything, no, but no, I, I have myself thought about getting into the sync world and yeah. like doing that. Um, so if you can play something, it's like great. Yeah. Like, dude, that's money. Yes. You know? Yes. So, or even if just getting onto like a, I've I've looked into like getting onto like the YouTube like uh, library of music that you can just like grab. I don't even know how that works, but like like stuff for like YouTube videos. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that you can make money off that. I don't know. Probably, yeah. That's the, the. I feel like what I've been learning is there's a couple different live like different kinds of music libraries that you can grab from. Whether it's like exclusive licenses yeah. or where, whether it's like a blanket license where like you know it's like royalty free use or something i, I don't know. it gets complicated this it is does. where you literally want to have a homie that's like a music yes. business guy yes because it's yes. not just like oh i got distro kit it's like no no no. no. you got to like register on bmi or ASCAP yes like make sure you're getting all your money yes it gets tricky it does but it's worth it it's definitely worth it so that's going to be my next my next area of focus for sure okay yeah no i was just curious yeah because i've definitely thought about it totally um, should we spin another? Let's spin another one. <laughs> DJ, run Let's it up. Let's do it. Run it up. This is the 130 BPM one. So I, for the listeners, I have two versions of this song. This is the faster one. Okay. Thank you. 
You have like some throat singing in the background, dude. Yeah, That's so yeah, sick. Yeah. we've ever been this quiet on a track before dude this is <laughs> i love it yeah this is just, sick we're you, just in it one thing i'll request from you is if you do end up doing tutorials an ear candy tutorial oh that's That's unbelievable dude thank you yeah. so good thank yeah. you thank you yeah the the ear candy is a good point um i think something for me that really was like a turning point uh in my musical journey was when somebody told me that um the thing that makes the difference between a professional sounding sound song and a non-professional sounding song is the details that you might not hear right away. That ear candy is so important um, to sort of set the scene. Um, and I, I really try to do that of like setting a scenery. So like in that song, for example, you pointed out the vocal, like that sort of like throat singing. Yeah. So like the whole track came about cause I wanted to write like uh like it's called shamanism. So I wanted to write something like I knew I wanted the throat singing to be the base of it. And then like, I believe I put some like jungle noises in it. There's like that of like setting the sound stage, which is super important. And I think that's playing out throughout the entire song. So that's like the space that the track exists within, which is super important. Um, and you know, then I have layers of like a fire crackling at one point. Mm. Um, and then like, a bell ringing or like you know just like little things that take it from being like just like a static song of just bar after bar after bar after bar to creating like a like a, a journey like thinking about like feeling an emotion like what you want the emotion to be like the the feeling you want to create is is something that like really made a huge difference for me like rather than like trying to just write a song i'm trying to like create 
a feeling or create an emotion, evoke an experience. I think you said it perfectly. Like it, it sets apart uh, just a okay or good sounding song to like next level, right? Totally. And you, I think that's the the best way I've ever heard it put. Rather than just kind of throwing in, oh, maybe this would sound cool here. No, you you have the grand vision in mind. You yeah. know what you're going for. You know the vibe you're trying to get. How did you like think to implement that? How did you teach yourself to kind of get to that point? Because it's I think it's a really big hurdle for a lot of producers, myself included. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I think really like most, like obviously like for technical stuff, like you got to watch YouTube videos and, um, for stuff like that, but like really just being an avid listener and just a lover of the, the, the music and just listening to music you really love and just like really breaking it down, like deconstructing it, like thinking about what they're doing that works, um, and like figuring it out, like, theoretically in your head you know what i mean like a lot of the stuff like you may not learn know how to physically do it but conceptually it has to make sense first right so like listening to songs that like set a really great sound stage or evoke an emotion in you or make you feel something you think about okay why is this working why is it successful and then you figure out how to implement that in your own track um and also like it doesn't have to be anything complicated like you don't have to write something super crazy over the top like that's something i struggle with a lot is overproduction um and i think sometimes like um there can be a a a professionalism and a certain power and simplicity also but um definitely just like thinking about things as if you were like uh like uh a movie soundtrack designer of like just setting a soundstage, like something that transports you into a setting. Like uh, another good trick I use a lot is like using a vinyl crackle sample in the background. Cause then it's like, you're not just like, Oh, I'm not just like listening to this song. It's like, I'm listening to this like vinyl space. It's like, it's a vibe. Mm. You know what I mean? It feels old. It feels rustic. It's a feeling. There's so, something there opposed to just like silence. empty space. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, like for me, I'll start working on something and maybe there'll be like a sample, like you were saying that, you know, it's talking about shamanism. Yeah. And then you start thinking of all the other things that remind you of shamanism or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's this, it's like this building process for me where you start to realize what the scene is as you start move towards it i don't know i don't know like how much it is like that for you or if it's more that you're like i want to incorporate all these things let's try to do that or like move towards that yeah like how much of it is preemptive versus like yeah as you go so that shamanism song was actually one of the most like preemptive ideas i've had like most of the time i have a general idea and then i kind of like or a very loose idea sometimes even, and then sort of it comes together as I'm building it in the the project. This one was like, I I just knew, like I knew exactly what I wanted out of it. I knew the vibe. I wanted it to be creepy and like feel sort of like evil or spooky. Mm -hmm. Like that I knew I wanted that like trippy throat singing sample in it. Like that was like, I knew it. And actually like I went into Splice and found a collection of like 15 or 20 samples that I knew fit that vibe mm. and had those 
which gave me inspiration right off the bat. So like yeah. those samples almost like I had the idea for the samples, but then the samples also helped me have the idea. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes like, sense. I knew the general vibe I wanted to go for with the samples, but then once I heard the samples that also lended to the bigger picture of how I was going to create it. So like having those, like puzzle pieces almost laid out at the beginning of it helped me construct the bigger puzzle, but that's not something I do often. Like a lot, like my writing process is so different from song to song. Like sometimes I'll just have a drum beat that I want that I like start off with that drum beat and then I'll, you know, add a bass onto it. Sometimes I'll start out with like a really cool atmosphere, like just a background that I want to add. Like it, it really differs from song to song, um, but I'm always trying to think about the feeling I want to create with it. Like that sure. is that is something that's super important. I'm the same way in in the terms of like I like to think of it as a scene or a just like imagery wise. Um, but you know, I don't yeah. I don't ask. I used to ask a lot, like, oh, what do you start with, like chords or melody or drums usually drums okay 95 percent of the time maybe it's still a good question to ask but it's just i feel like a lot of people it's just they don't even they're like oh i just started with this because i thought it was cool or Mm -hmm. whatever it's like not like so thought out like i'm gonna start with the drums it's not like yeah a lot of people are like scientific methoding it where it's like this time i'm gonna start with the drums and i'm gonna change this variable Maybe some people are like that. Yeah. I, there definitely are some producers that are like For that. sure. I will say for me, the drums is the thing that I get 99% of the way finished mm-hmm. immediately. Because like the drums, if the drums don't smack, the track is not going to smack. It can yeah. be the dopest sound design. It can be the most incredible songwriting. It can be the most incredible music theory. If the drums are not there, the track is not going to work. Like the drums are like the heartbeat of the song. Like that is what carries the song. Like, and I always tell people like less is more. Like I do minimal processing on my drums. Like Mm. I'll distort them a little bit, maybe like a tiny bit of like low cut on some elements, but I'm really not doing anything to the drums. Like good sample choice is number one. It's number one. If you're spent like... Personally, like that that whole meme about like, oh, I spent five hours finding the right snare. Like I never resonated with that because I if the snare wasn't right, like I would just find a different sample. If I didn't like the snare in the first 10 seconds, then I knew that there was something wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. How much digging? I saw that you posted something about like, what are some of your favorite like kick samples? Because mm. I feel like my kicks got a smack. Yeah. Kicks got a smack. You got to Yeah. I'm sure you've done a lot of digging on Splice. Yes. Like, is Splice the go-to? Splice the, is my go-to, yes. The thing is with Splice, too, and I've, we've talked about this a lot, but it's like the samples are so already loud, and you can just base everything yeah. off of that, that it's like, especially drum samples, that's yes. like the real sauce of Splice, yeah. in my opinion, that it's like... Bro, I, something funny, though, I don't know if you recently saw it, but did you see how, like, um, they were there was like heavy compression on the splice samples and nobody knew it in their, in their player. And they just like, like posted something on their website. Like, 
um, oh, due to recent complaints, we have decided to take off the compression um, on the splice samples. If you want to recreate it, use like a 16 to 1 ratio compressor. Wait, like so... Like heavy ass compression. So the way that you would download them was like compressed as fuck? No. Or no, it was just on the player. Just on the player. So they sounded fat as fuck on the player. So I don't know if you ever had it. This has definitely happened to me where I dragged in some drum samples into Ableton and I'm like... That doesn't sound like they're smacking like they were in the player. <laughs> so like literally like Damn. it was this thing they're like, Oh yeah, if you want to recreate it, use like sixteen to one like heavy knee, heavy compression. Heavy like knee. dude, like <laughs> that's bro. Crazy. Scumbags. Scumbags. <laughs> Misleading. But shout out splice too. But shout out splice, yeah. Yeah. I, I also saw they posted something the other day that they're getting rid of like Splice Studio yeah. or something. They're like changing something. I never or, used it. I never used that it. That shit either. was horrible, bro. But it was a good idea in the sense that, like, you could easily, uh, you know, share projects and it would, like, all but work. But see, no, it wouldn't. But that yeah, was like, the thing. But see, I don't know, because I used to use it back in the day. When I used it, I would. the only times I ever had issues with collabs was when we did it over Splice Studio. Mm. Yes. It never worked. Would you, I mean, the ways that I feel like the surefire way to get a collab to work is just using audio bouncing stuff to audio sending stems. But even just in then, case, even then audio files would be missing. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, stem, stems is fine. If you both use Ableton and you just want to share a project file, that's great. Yeah, that's cool yeah. too. And then maybe like you got to make sure you have the same synths or yes, something. Yes. And if you don't, then bounce to audio. But right. sometimes when you bounce stuff to audio, like I know if you use the track delay, it's like if you bounce stuff, it doesn't capture the track yeah, delay, and it's true. like, and you're that's true. Then you put it in, you're like, what happened? Yeah, those are that's the a worst. Good point. I hate when shit like that happens. Yeah, that's a good point. Because then you gotta like maybe like manually drag it or something, and then bounce it. I don't know. There's nothing worse than when you hear something and you're like, that's just not right. Yeah, you're just like, wait, no, because you've heard it so many times, and then you hear it, and you're like, wait a minute, we gotta fix that. Something's yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I feel like we listened to another track. Hey, man, I run it up. Run oh, it one, up. one thing I wanted to say was yes. I was like thinking like I had something else to say. Mm. And it is that like your drops or like your whatever choruses, whatever we're going to call them. Yeah. They last for a long time. And mm. I like that because I can get into it and like stay in it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like some tracks, especially if it's like a two minute like whip just in and out type of thing, I'm mm -hmm. like, damn, that was sick. But like it was so much energy and then it went away and like now we're building it back yeah. up. But like yours, it's like you can kind of just stay in it and groove. That's something I recent. That. That's oh. something recent I've been doing in the last couple of years. Like I, I feel like I... S for a long time, I, I sort of like felt rushed in my productions, like almost like didn't feel comfortable enough like staying in a section yeah long enough um but yeah lately i think i've been writing drops in like 32 or 64 bars instead of 16 which yeah I, and I, it, I i like that too it gives you a chance to sort of sink into it a little bit yeah i don't know i just noticed that and i was like oh this is nice because like yeah that's one thing I, I just don't see as much. I don't know, man. It's just yeah. like these banging whips. I'm like, that was sick, but like, I wish I had more. Yeah, especially in like the TikTok era of media. Like, I've noticed stuff is getting shorter and shorter. 
Oh yeah. Which I I like longer stuff. Like like Me too. again, like, you know, my approach to making it a feeling and an experience. Like Yeah, you, know, you gotta you know, just sink want it to be, in. Like, yeah. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. Also, one thing I wanted to say before we whip rip this other track. Yeah. Um I can't help but feel like maybe Agent O had a little bit of influence on the two steppy like Dude, he <laughs> is the reason. He yeah. is the reason. Yep. You know it. I've Look at I that. really like that sound though. Like it's sick. It's dope. Dude, yeah, no, Agent O literally like is like David is the reason that I started writing in that style. And it's such a fun style to write. Like, um, you know, David is one of the people that's like super hard pushing like the UKG style yeah. over here. Um, and I definitely think like um, it's definitely going to start blowing up in the States soon because like, you know, it's like the same tempo as house. It has mm -hmm. a similar like two steppy feel, but it has like that different groove to it. Like, yeah, I love the like the kick variations, like the the bases are a little heavier. Like, yeah. I feel like it's a really cool mix between like dubstep and house yeah. without or bass music and house without being like bass house, which is kind of like, you know, bass house is cool, but like a lot of just like the UKG stuff is just like dark and grimy and vibey and like two steppy and it still has that dancey feel, yeah. but it also has that like deepness to it. So, and that shuffly feel it's like, yes. it's at like a perfect BPM to be able to go between four on the floor, two step, and then like just a straight yeah. up halftime yeah. drop. Yeah. And like, yeah, David, David definitely like is the main reason that I started venturing into that, um, sound because yeah he's he's the master of it like for sure he's so fucking good all right for this one let's i want to ask you about it before we go into it yeah, so let's let's, let's choose like one okay um any mace uh what do we I, got here you know i since we were just talking david i feel like we got to play one of your collabs here right oh I think okay so. yeah that's a yeah, good call that's yeah, a i think call. so um well i don't remember which one we played i don't know what it was called uh which one we played with David? Yeah, I don't know what it was called. Uh, it might have been Bounce Back, I think. I feel like that's it. You can check his folder. I can yeah, also edit I'll this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything in particular you're... Uh, I, I was going to say Bounce Back, but it probably was Bounce Back because like, that's like, I feel that's like that's the, the crown jewel. That's the one. Yeah, I feel the like that's yeah, it was it was Bounce Back. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, see. If see, we had me, to... Me and him think... Yeah, so I'll, I'll pick a different one. Uh... Let's do um, let's do salvage. Okay. Let's run it. Anything yeah. to yes. say about this one? Yeah. So this on. was actually the first track that came together uh, from the EP. Um, we didn't really know what direction we were going to go with it. We we had no idea. We just knew that we were going to do an EP together. Um, so this one started out. David had the first drop written, the intro, and then the first drop, and he sent the project file to me um, and I wrote the build section and the second drop. Um, and at the time the drops just were completely different. Like it didn't sound like a cohesive song. It sounded like two different songs put together. Um, so the second drop ended up staying the same. Like my part is pretty similar to what I wrote originally, but David took that and then went back to the first drop and incorporated a lot of like my sounds and some of the synth sounds and some of the note patterns back into the first drop to make it like a cohesive song rather than just like one drop and then second drop. 
Um, so this was the first song that came together off of the EP. Um, and it's definitely a super cool one. Um, this EP and this song for me definitely like marked a shift in the way that I approached writing music. Um, just cause D David is so good and he's so technical on just such another level that like, it really like, honestly, like I was kind of self-conscious going into it. Like I didn't know if I was going to be able to like keep up or like contribute in a way that was valuable. Um, and it really like, it forced me to like step up my game, like really truly step up my game and like put my big boy pants on and like really like create something like dig deep and create something that I'm super, super proud of. And like, I think it, the EP turned out amazing. And like, I think you can really hear both of our song, our sounds shining through on it. Um, and definitely this song is a perfect example. So first drop is David, second drop or is me. So I think it's a good one to showcase for sure. I love that little din -din 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 -din. It's just so sick
let's go yeah, let's, let's go. go that was sick dude thank you thank that you one so much, that one had me like writing notes down i was oh, like i, I gotta like it. think yo yes yeah. one thing i was thinking about is like when you get some of those wonkier syncopations it's like how do you go about programming those or like maybe you're playing them like mm -hmm. I, I always think about like how people arrive to the groove i know that there's like groove yeah. pool but yeah i was that's just curious a good question yeah that's a good question um so kind of like my process with like arrangement and grooves like lately what i've found to be super super helpful is like I've been trying to just like get a whole drops worth of stuff out there in the first session in my first writing session. I'll get all the synths I want. I'll get all the sounds. I'll get them out on the board and then, and then, you know, maybe I'll take a day off and then I'll go back to it and like figure out the pocket of like how I want things to sit. So basically like I'll have all the bass sounds in the drop. I'll know which synths I want and the sounds that I want. But then, you know, maybe I'll like, whether it's dragging the MIDI file around or, you know, if I mm -hmm. want to bounce it down to audio and I want to maybe like reverse one of them or drag it slightly off the grid. I think like having the sounds in their place, right, whether that be a MIDI note or bouncing it to audio and then dragging those individual clips or audio files, I find is super helpful instead of like, you know, maybe... Sometimes I will like write it in MIDI, you know, like the pattern will be MIDI, but like mm -hmm. um, that song is a good example where there's like a lot of different sounds interplaying, right? There's like a lot of like call and response between different, different synths, different bass sounds. Yeah. Um, so in a situation like that, um, I definitely think it's nice to just like be able to drag the file, it's the MIDI clip itself or the audio file itself. And then you can really get that groove because like once you have the sounds down, yeah. you know the sounds that are going to be there. You know they're going to be there one way or another. But that way you can sort of like pocket them and arrange them in a way that like feels nice. And like being able to do that where it's just dragging like one clip, for example, I feel like that really sort of like lets my brain break free out of just like very rigid arrangement and then you know you can like sort of drag things off off beat or yeah. you know like maybe go into triplet mode and like put one of them on a triplet note um so that that just gives a lot of like natural flexibility and being able to arrange it once you have the sounds mm -hmm. then you can sort of like put them into that pocket yeah no that totally makes sense i feel like sometimes i'll get on this thing where i'm like no i just gotta get the groove right and then i can change the sound mm. but then the groove isn't like because the sound isn't very interesting i'm like yeah the groove doesn't sound right or yeah something. like sound first and then groove later is what i've found for yeah super okay. helpful for I me i might try that yeah yeah. yeah 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 i mean all these tracks the call and response is crazy too there's like but there's just all these different sounds Dude, yeah. interplaying. Yes. And I, I'm glad you I'm glad you picked up on the call and response. So like, dude, this is like this is kind of just like diving into my mindset a little bit, like a, a little bit into the madness. So like something I think about a lot is that any good art, whether it be music or movie or book, it 
all relies on contrast, right? Like the loudest parts are only as valuable as the quiet parts. The scariest parts of the movie are only as valuable as the calmest parts. The craziest, most stressful part of the book is only as valuable as the chillest part of the book. Contrast is what makes art meaningful. Like it is the, it's what sets apart a good story from a bad story. If there's a horror movie and it's just balls to the wall, everyone is getting killed the whole entire time. So you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? But like, it's that like balance of like throwing in the really intense against a backdrop of something that's more calm, which makes it meaningful. So I try to think about that in my terms of like arrangement, like, you know, like the high frequency, super distorted, gritty sound is more meaningful when it's placed against like a lower, smoother wub sound. And like that can like, that Mm. goes to like the call and response goes like, you can go macro to micro. You can do call and response between first and second drop. You can do call and response between the A section of the drop and the B section of the drop. You can do call and response between the first synth sound and the second synth sound, and then the first synth sound and second synth sound in the second part of the drop. There's so many different ways that you can use similar patterns or frequencies or contrasting to like really create something that's interesting and that keeps flowing. Cause like, that's part of like what I was talking about with like storytelling, right? Like creating a story, creating an experience. It's all about using that contrast to create movement, to create contrast, to create value to certain parts of it. So just thinking about ways in in terms of contrast, loud and soft, high frequency, low frequency, distorted, smooth, noisy, and quiet. Like it's all ways that you can think conceptually to make a really interesting piece of music. Wow, that really helps me understand how you came to the conclusion of that piece because, yeah. like, I don't know if you listen to like G Jones or something. I fucking like, yeah. love G. G Jones smacks. Yeah, I love him. But like, one of his songs is just called "Different Sound," and I'm sure that that's just because like a lot of people are like, "Dude, yeah, like he keeps it fresh because like he'll change the sound, like it's the same pattern." And then it's like a different wub or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm hearing that kind of with your music. And it's these, yeah, these, I love the idea of of the contrast between just the frequencies too. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, you want to fill the speaker in certain parts, but like, I don't know. I just, I never really thought about it like that. And I yeah. think that that really helps me understand where you're coming from it's when you're making su- dude, it. Dude, it's super important. And you can also like, a t- uh, technique I use a lot is also like in thinking about how you're going to approach buildups versus drops. If you have a buildup that's, or if you have a drop that's like super busy, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's going to hit harder if your buildup is more minimal because mm. it's that contrast. Mm. Same thing if your if your drop is super minimal and it's like a big open spacious arrangement, it's yeah. going to hit a lot harder if your buildup is super full. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. that contrast again. It's the same thing like. Um, you know, a technique I use a lot is like right before a drop hits, I'll cut out the lows and the highs mm-hmm. and sort of yeah. bring it in frequency Kinda, yeah. wise. Cause then when it drops and it fills out the spectrum, it's like, boom, it's exploding. You know what I mean? So there's so many different ways you can think about contrast. 
Yeah, or like I was just thinking like dry versus like really wet sounds yeah, that too. too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love those. I love the wubs that are just like the cavern ones oh, where it's dude. like, oh, those are my favorite. That's, it sounds like there's like a beast in the cave just yes. like bellowing and you're just like, oh, we shouldn't go in there. Yeah, no, I love those ones. And then like when the reverb tail holds over into the next bar, mm-hmm. like it's creating like a cohesive setting rather than just a sound that randomly comes in because that sound comes in and it occupies the space into the next sounds so it's like just yeah. it's another part of the equation yeah for sure i'm curious um you know like who are some artists right now you know bes- besides age you know we we love we love david <laughs> yes <laughs> um that you know are really inspiring you and because like the newer dubstep i don't even know what we call this dub it's i just call it like wonky like whatever Mm -hmm. experimental bass music um but like i guess it's a two-part question like who are some people right now that you're excited about their music and also like you know how did we arrive to this like newer dubstep like who are some of the people that are pushing that sound that's a good question um so i i think to answer the latter part I think Liquid Stranger and Wakan have been completely instrumental in shaping what's popular in electronic music right now. Like uh, four or five years ago, like you could consider that more like left field bass, but like now that's like that's like the mainstream shit. Like the the Wakan shit is so front and center. Oh yeah. Um. So I think you know, like artists like like Peekaboo and Liquid Stranger. Um you know, and Sully and, you know, the Wakan crew has been super instrumental in like pushing that sound. Um, and they do it really well. And, um, I, some artists that I have really been like studying lately, um, shades is one of them. For sure. Alex Perez and Eprom. Yeah. Because uh, they just like, they just always remind me that like less is more like their arrangements are not very crazy. They're not very over the top. Mm -hmm. They're just simple and they're just so effective. Like every sound plays a part and it's just like this crazy emotional, dark, gritty (laughs) sound that's not overproduced. It's not overly busy. Um, Another artist that I think really does less is more good that I've been loving lately is Halogenics, which is mm. drum and bass. Um, he's just fucking amazing. And like his melody structures are just incredible. Like the way that he puts together melody just creates such a strong emotional response. And like I want to go in a more melodic direction. Like I still want stuff to be heavy lately, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to incorporate more melodies. So he's definitely been like a great study of um, like simplicity and then also melody. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Like I, of course, G Jones always is just G. Jones is slap. fucking incredible. But I get that also where it's like, you got like a really pretty melody and then you got like the raunchy stuff and you're like, that's another yeah. Con- contrast. And then also you were saying shades, all of their album art, I'm pretty sure is just like black and white. What's yeah. more contrasty than that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like a perfect example of it. Yeah. I mean, Look, those were some good artists. And also, yeah, the Wakan thing for sure. For sure. Oh, this just reminds me too. And like we can, I don't know how long we've been going. I don't want to go forever. But yeah. like one thing I just wanted to bring up, which is exciting, is 
pretty lights dude coming back oh my god yes hold on i fill me in so <laughs> I, I mean maybe you know better uh, my friend showed me that he's you know he's booked a tour yeah. and like i didn't really realize that the comeback was so like oh dude such a big deal monumental I, yeah monumental fucking way yeah pretty lights is back so i remember like a year or two ago he was like in the studio with a couple people yeah, there's some it, clips posted that was it like yeah. that was the only thing yeah. that we knew about and i don't shit. Th- yeah and like nobody really took it serious because there was like this like ongoing joke of like oh like he's coming back this year he's coming back this year but like uh-huh. he kn- like you know there was rumors of it yeah but nothing ever happened but yeah this is like he's fully coming back and like man I'm so glad you brought that up. Like pretty lights is one of the reasons that I started producing electronic music. Like back in the day, like he's so fucking good and he's always been just a pioneer. Like he basically created that whole genre that like Mm -hmm. electro funk genre. Like if it wasn't for pretty lights, like we wouldn't have like Grizz, Grizz, the Floozies, Manic Focus, like all those, all those guys. And not, not to say that they haven't created their own lane now, of course, but like, I feel like Pretty Lights like really set the stage. Weren't a lot of them on his, his label, label yes. for a while. Yeah. Yes. Grizz and Grammatic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, P- Pretty Lights is just so incredible. Um, a Color Map of the Sun is one of like my favorite electronic albums. Yeah. Um, if anyone has not seen that like little like 20 minute like making of clip on YouTube, oh, yeah. you gotta check that out. It's really yeah. incredible. Like um just super quick, but I, I, I love pretty, like I could talk about this all day, but, um, yeah, instead of like sampling like other records, he recorded all the breaks, all the drum sections, all the horns and everything, and then pressed it to wax and then sampled those records. Yeah. That's crazy. So so fucking sick, dude. That's so dope. Yeah, man. Is he coming out? Do we know if he's coming out with like an album? I'm sure. I'm sure there will be new music. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited. And he's playing in Chicago. I'm pretty sure at the salt shed. Yeah. Are you pre-sales went live today and I did not get any. Are they gone? I'm sure they're gone. Oh man. I'm sure. See, like you just got to hop on that shit. Even if you don't know if you can go, you're just like, we're just going to go in spirit and sell them or something. But dude, like I think pretty lights returning to electronic music right now is really important because like, honestly, like I've been feeling a little stagnant with the scene lately. Like I feel like things are getting a little oversaturated and overdone and like there's definitely people coming out with really sick, like fresh stuff. But I think like what is generally being accepted in the mainstream and like making money is kind of like playing it safe in a lot of ways and is a little recycled for sure. Are you specifically in like the bass music scene? Like, yeah. yeah. In the bass music scene. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like it's been not holding my attention. I don't know how to explain that. It's like, I'll hear something that is, you know like on paper like great like yeah. it's like and like when i hear it i'm like this is cool mm-hmm. but i'm kind of like it's forgettable yeah yeah and it is super polished and like all the sounds yeah. are cool but i'm just there's just something about it that mm-hmm. maybe is too formulaic at this point i think even I think though it is because dude like in what i at least the golden era of edm that i was a part of was like you know 2011 to 2015 or 2016 there were like 
all these just just uh like anthem bangers man like all yeah. the flux pavilion stuff like all the cascade there stuff like so the swedish house stuff. mafia like all these songs with like like the adventure club like just huge vocals that everybody knew that like they were yeah. just anthems i feel like there aren't as many like electronic anthems being put out nowadays. no everything's like how weird can we get yeah and it's and like weird it, is good it's cool no and and i don't mean like weird but it's almost like we've gotten more and more producers and more and more producers are making music for producers and it's like kind of alienating the people and like still the fans of these types of music are still like in it yeah like they still love all the weird niche stuff but totally i just i get what you're saying man right like the anthems man like it was just an era yeah. of anthems like bauer like the bauer tracks like harlem shake like yeah. it was just songs that you would you would hear live at a concert and just the whole place would just go fucking crazy like everyone would be singing the words to these songs and like there definitely are ones like that now but i don't know i just feel like i don't know they, that they many come and, they come yeah. and go now in like a matter of like a couple days like i For feel sure. like it was that side piece uh not side piece the bounce with it rock with it oh yeah the Z, right that was Zed. Well, was that Zed? no or like I, the the I, one oh, where no, it's no like, no it was that uh that that do it to it do it to craze. it a craze yeah, yeah. so oh. like that one like that vocal got passed around for like i remember like a track would go crazy for like the entire festival season and now it's like they get couple weeks maybe yeah and then that's just, like the tech right? house track right where it's like yeah yeah it, it has the the squid games like in the start so Z- that was a mashup that's that made okay okay that's what i'm thinking yes 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 okay anyway but even that one yeah it was like came and went yeah and i mean there definitely are the songs that are like being played out in festival season and everything but like i don't know i just i, I don't feel like they're maybe it's partially like we're nostalgia getting, yeah i don't know maybe i'm getting jaded i don't know <laughs> we're old it could we're we're old. are man it, <laughs> well, c- it could be that no nah, man i think it is just with everything everything is like old news quicker which totally i think if we could somehow figure out a way to get out of that i don't know like like i think about get lucky with daft punk like oh. or just or just random access memories like Timeless. that i remember Timeless hearing record. it Exactly. I remember hearing it at the time and being kind of like, eh, like Same. I remember being kind of like, this is not what I wanted, I but wasn't now super stoked about it. it holds up. It holds up. That's the thing is I don't think people yep. are like thinking about it as much like that. Um, they're just like, we got to make a quick banger or like, yeah. we gotta, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying one is like better or worse, but it does seem like that timelessness, however mm. they captured that. And that's, that's like, I, I'm aiming to do that. Like I've really been having a bit of like uh, an artistic um, midlife crisis a little bit and like trying to figure out like what I can do to like um, put out something that feels genuine in my soul, but is also marketable and um, digestible commercially. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I don't know, like if I'm having this problem at the early stages of my career like i i, I want to figure it out before yeah. I, before i blow before i'm getting bigger is, is what i'm saying but it, it's all a work in progress obviously and yeah. no art is better than other art um well know. and all those anthems like still have a flavor of that era it's like they're yeah. timeless yeah and maybe they're timeless to us because it's nostalgic too but yes partially it probably is that but they did hit, hit this like fine line where it's like there's something universal yeah there's something about that era and like yeah totally. i don't know it's 
hard to describe what that is, it is. but like attention spans too almost I want to say. Yes, that is a huge part right? of it. Attention yeah, spans sure. are shorter. Yeah. TikTok has just completely ruined people's <laughs> ability to focus on anything shorter than a couple seconds. It's yeah, it's rough. And just the the, the media overload. There's just so much content that yeah. it's just for, for it's hard to not be forgettable. Dude, that's why I really have a hard time with the clips and stuff i make the clips because they're fun yeah but really i feel like the long form podcast is the sauce because that's where you dig in because you could take clips out of context too and just be like oh that's what they said it's like well we talked about it for 30 minutes right that was like 30 seconds right so i don't know man i just yeah yeah i'm sure you have a unique um unique relationship with that as a podcast creator because like i just love listening to the long form podcast like when i when i listen yeah like the aubrey marcus thing i was just listening to something that he put out too and i'm just like oh well that i feel like the clips at least in one sense will be like they'll put you on to the full thing so in in that sense it's like all right fine totally (laughs) yeah as like a a tool to bring you into it yes exactly um all right yo well let's uh let's bring this thing home baby bring it home um i want to we might play another track i don't know i'm down i kind of want to listen to one more all right well let's listen to one more let's play one more let's um i will do i ask you my question first or after it doesn't really matter i'll just ask you now and then we'll talk about it yeah yeah. uh you know we talked about what your first concert was but what was the most impactful concert you've been to. And I'll give you a second to think because it's yeah. always like, oh man. Okay. But like just a concert that really stood out as this made me like step up mm. my game or just like I saw things in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a really good question. I have I have two answers for that because they're both valuable in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, the first concert that was really valuable to me, which completely changed my life, was Lollapalooza 2011. It was the first music festival I had went to. It was the first time I had really heard electronic music live. I had seen Avicii live in Milwaukee before that. Mm. Yo, at the rave? At the rave. Dude, that yeah. show was fucking awesome. That was awesome. crazy. That was a really good show. That's so crazy, bro. I like I like ate some like magic truffles. They weren't even like magic <laughs> mushrooms. And I don't know, dude, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and that was my second show. The one before that, um, I had seen Mac Miller. I'm a huge Mac Miller fan and, uh, Crayshawn opened up for him oh, yeah. and Hot Shell Ray. I don't know if you remember Hot Shell Ray. Tonight, I know Crayshawn. Tonight, there's a party on the rooftop, top of the world. Oh uh, yeah. No, I know yeah. that song. Yeah. Those guys. Um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So Lollapalooza. Um, it was the first time I heard like dubstep live. Like I saw Zed's dead live at Lollapalooza. And I just remember just that like feeling that emotion, that bass. Like I was just like, dude, holy shit. Like this is unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Like just the feeling that like electricity in the air when you're at like a really good show. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to be a part of that, like in, in some way or another. So that was like what brought me into it. Do you know who else was playing that year? Because I definitely yeah, was uh, there. It was like was Dead Mouse playing that year? Too? I d- I don't know. Uh, I know Avicii actually did play that year. Did you see Avicii there? Was that when I he did. had that head, like the white head? Yeah, 
dude. I saw, yeah, yeah I saw Vici over Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it was when he too. had the, the white head. And I regretted it at the time, but then he passed away, and I was glad that I saw that concert. A rest in peace, Vici. Also yeah. a huge influence. Um, but yeah, so Lollapalooza, who else? It was Bass Nectar was that year. Zed played. Chucky played. Um, Big Gigantic played. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, that I mean, it was great. Th- I would also agree that some of those Lollapaloozas were just like, dude, what? So crazy, like, bro. And also, is it just the first time I ever experienced like a music festival? Where I was like, you can just like walk around and like smoke yes, weed, that's and exactly no one's gonna like, felt. no one's gonna arrest you. Me? Got into Lollapalooza, and it was just like a free for all, exactly like yeah. freedom, freedom, yeah. freedom, totally crazy. Um, so that just like really just blew the doors off of everything I had known about live music. And then the second most important concert was I saw G. Jones at the Canopy Club in 2017, I believe. It was when he was on his tour. I don't think it was the back-to-back tour with Eprom yet, but Eprom opened up for G. Jones. Um, And that was at a time where I was trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go with Vermilion. I did not really know what music I was going to make. I did not know what the vibe i was gonna go for or like what i was gonna try to communicate artistically and just seeing g jones's like super polished audio visual experience of like his visuals the lighting the set the music he played like i it just it literally clicked something in my brain that was like this is the direction i want to go like i want to make this type of like experimental bass music that's somewhere in between like hip-hop and dubstep and trap and like just like this amalgamation of just all these kinds of like musics and and feelings and like seeing that like that sort of cemented how i want to like communicate feeling in concerts and in music because it was just it was such an experience It, it wasn't just a concert it was a whole fucking experience and it just like it just made everything so clear after that show so dude, that is the one. Every time I've seen G Jones, like in Chicago, at least dude, he so played. Good. I forget what the first venue he played at. Going Ham. That's when he released Visions. Yeah. He, or I don't know if that was an album or an EP. I think it was an album. I think it was like an LP or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he played at the Concord yeah. with. Uh, I think Eprom was there. Yeah. yeah. That was their back to back show. I'm pretty sure. Bro, I was jumping up and down so hard. I f- yeah. swear they like looked down. They're like, this guy is going off. And oh, I'm like, probably. if I can like I do that at a concert and like communicate with the artist that like we are like we're getting what you're putting out yeah there. yeah exactly we're getting it that's all i want yeah, yeah for but sure that was a good show yeah great yeah. yeah he's insane yeah yeah word okay yes thank real, you real quickly yes. i just want to mention this uh Lollapalooza lineup oh here. yeah yeah, yeah the, this is fucking crazy Legendary. yeah justice in addition to everybody you oh, mentioned man. yeah justice was there cascade um calvin harris nero oh my lord dude knife party oh yeah i, I remember yeah, I did. seeing i knife saw party. knife party that i was yeah. at that show too that Centipede. was my the only day i ever went to lala oh uh, dude i was dead i was, I was dead. wild it was the last day major laser too yeah major laser yeah, played, dude. Yeah. Oh, when you look back at old lineups it's like how you know dude, what i mean like I was, I was crazy. looking back at a freaky deaky lineup me and my girlfriend were looking at Freaky Deaky, and I thought that... Before it was the festival. 
Yeah, like before. I think that this was actually when it became a festival. Okay. But I remember what you're talking about, yeah. where it was like two nights. At Congress Theater. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we were looking back on it and she was listening to some of the names. She thought it was for this year. And I was like, what? Like, she just kept <laughs> saying names. I was like, what? <laughs> and and then not. I'm pretty sure she said Mac Miller. And I was like, wait a minute. This Aww. is not like not possible. Don't, yeah. don't mess with me Aww. like that. Yeah. So, but I mean, that was just, a good year when Mac Miller played a freaky deaky. I remember that. I think that was the one year I went. Yeah. Yeah. So lineups used to be fucking crazy. But at the time, I think that everyone was kind of coming up too. So it was like, you know, it was very some fresh people, at the time. Some people knew about these artists. Some people didn't. But now looking back to 2020 hindsight, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a killer lineup. Totally. I don't know if I see that as much these days, but I could just be a little bit tapped out. I don't Bro, know. I don't know, man. It seems like every single electronic festival is just Lost Lands 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0 and 5.0 and 6.0. But I, I don't disagree, but I also don't want to sound like an old fart here. I so. know. I know. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> I need new music. Yeah, for real. Let's, uh, well, okay, wait, which one are we playing here? Do we so, have? yeah, we, we actually didn't come to that yet. Okay. Um, Anything in particular you want to listen to here? Um, we, uh, we've got two more, three more from you. Drake Freestyle, the EEPROM remix, or uh, Cherry Blossom, or and one of the Asian O. Let's, let's, do, let's do Cherry Blossom, because that, like, that was my first venture into like writing a really vibey, melodic tune that I still brought some heaviness to. So I think Cherry Blossom is kind of like a direction that I would love to go with the project. So I think that's a good, yeah. um, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. I definitely understand the cherry blossom aspect of this already. I love that. I love when it comes across. This is fucking sick. Yeah, dude. this is really Thank fucking you. cool. Thank you so much, man. Talk about ear candy. Yeah. This is so reminiscent of Pretty Lights. It's not even Ooh, funny. This yes. is like, yeah. if you had him in mind while you were making this, I'm... Oh, I love it.
like that was a good way to go out. That was yeah, definitely was. the was best way awesome. to go out. That had like all the best parts of like future bass that I like, and like the, it just also the pretty lights thing. Like yeah, this, the way you were chopping up the sample too. That I was like, oh yeah. man, and and the walking bass line too. That oh do, yeah, do, 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 yeah, like I'm, yeah. oh man, 2012. Dude. Like Thank that you, took man. me back. That was Dude. awesome. Thank you, bro. That was I feel like that was a cool moment. Like. For anyone listening that couldn't see it, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that was, like, that moment was, like, what music is about to me. Like, just all of us just sitting there, like, just, like, bopping our heads, like, just, like, feeling it. I don't know. It was, it was just, that was a good moment. I was really in from the I beginning. Could, yeah, yeah, like, I was. I could was, feel it. Like, you could, you could we feel were it. all locked just in. in. Yeah, no, that was, that was special. Damn. Well, dude. I'm very excited to hear more music. Let's just Thank put it you, that man. way. Like Thank you, bro. I'm I, excited. I will definitely be like checking out all your new releases and everything. Yeah, yeah so. man. SoundCloud Vermilion. People, yeah, I was just gonna say, where can people find? Yeah, you? check me out. Um, Vermilion Base on all social media: Twitter slash Vermilion Base, Instagram slash Vermilion Base, Spotify uh, Vermilion. You know, searchable V E R M Y L L I O N tons of new music coming soon i got like two years of releases lined up so it's coming let's go dude thank I'm you for stoked. having me guys it yeah was, of course it was a fucking pleasure for real dude we'll do it again in a year yes or something i don't know like that would be fun yeah yeah we'll Check see back. We'll see where we're at in a year from now a fun thing about the podcast too is that like each one of these episodes is kind of a time capsule so totally. like all of the thoughts and stuff that you had like i'll have people be like yo i listened to my old one and like that's so wild like i feel like so much has changed and yeah, i'm like yeah like, totally it's so important it's like a different photo yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah You're i'm doing... not i'm not good at taking pictures but i'm good at recording podcasts Dude, yes. you guys are doing good work <laughs> thank you up. man Keep i appreciate up. that yes all right everybody all right y'all we'll see you on a different episode <laughs> a different time <laughs> a different time <laughs> protect your ears back yeah, your yeah. shit up back your back shit your up, shit up. <laughs> Peace. Later.